The LA Lakers lose to the Pelicans just as soon as you thought it was getting better, and LeBron James therefore called out his teammates. Do I love like or hate that? Plus, Kyrie Irving makes um, some interesting comments regarding the Boston Celtics after they lose to the Chicago Bulls. Robert Kraft involved in trouble. Will the NFL punish him? And Antonio Brown? The Steelers' strategy with him, plus an MLB pitch clock. It all starts now. Sportsix Podcast, I'm your host Nick Friend here on a Monday. We have a lot to get to. We're going to start off NBA, get to some NFL, and then wrap things up with a little bit of baseball. But first, three minutes on the clock for LeBron James and the LA Lakers, who, yeah, last I talked to you, they just beat the Houston Rockets and I was feeling good about them. Um, And then they went and lost to the New Orleans Pelicans over the weekend, which understandably... I had LeBron James a little bit upset, and here's what he had to say after the game. You know, so you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Have that sense of urgency, you know, from the jump, and not be afraid to to actually go out and fail to succeed. So, um, I mean, we have what, 23, 23 games left. Let's see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. It's just been so like. You know, last few years, you know, everybody's so accustomed to the the losses that I'm just not accustomed to. You know, like is basketball is that the most important thing? Why are we doing this? You know, is this the most important thing in your life at this time? He's right. He is right. A lot of LeBron James haters out in full force, a because they lost to the Pelicans, and then oh, he calls out his teammates. How dare he? Um. No, this team needs somebody to do this. Because let's be very clear. This team is playing with zero hearts and zero consistency. And I don't say the heart part often. I very rarely question a team's heart, effort, and tenacity. But here I'm going to say it. I, I, I these, these young guys on this LA Lakers team don't have it. They do not have it. And a lot of them are being exposed for not being consistent. And if they are consistent, not being team players. It's not a team out there that we're seeing in L.A. Because let's not get it twisted. This team has the talent to make the playoffs. They do. They have the talent to make the playoffs. But it's not a team out there. It's a whole bunch of individuals who are concerned about the name on the back of their jersey rather than the front. And if you've watched these games closely, you have seen LeBron James time and time again try to get the young guys on this team to step up, give them the ball in key spots, say go ahead, take the ball to the rim, do it. And while you may argue that LeBron James needs to do that, which to some extent is fair, he also knows that for this team to go anywhere, they have to be able to do it. And other than Brandon Ingram, none of them have shown that ability. And this is a summary of their season. They beat the Rockets. You're feeling good about them. And then they lose to an Anthony Davis-less Pelicans team. And I'll just say this. They play the Memphis Grizzlies tonight in the New New Orleans Pelicans again on Wednesday. If they lose 
one of those games, I, who have said very confidently still that the LA Lakers are going to make the playoffs, will come in and admit that it's time to pull the plug, that they will not. They're already three games back, and if they lose to Memphis or New Orleans, then, well, it's uh, time to wave the white flag. Now, we'll put two minutes on the clock for Kyrie Irving and the Boston Celtics. Kyrie and the Celtics lost to the Bulls over the weekend. Kyrie was asked if he was concerned about his team, and here's what he had to say. No, no, I'll be fine. Why do you think that? Because I'm here. <laughs> In case you didn't catch that, he said, we're going to be fine. The reporter said, why do you think that? He said, because I'm here. Um, You sure? Are you sure, Kyrie Irving? Because you know that friend who, by the way, always says, like, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, but you know damn sure they're not? That is Kyrie Irving in the Boston Celtics right now. Like, I don't necessarily know what fine is for the Boston Celtics, but I know what they're doing ain't it, first and foremost. Second, the reason they aren't fine is because of you. What Kyrie Irving has been exposed as this season is a very good number two on a championship caliber team and not a number one. He doesn't have the leadership skills. He doesn't have the ability on a night-on, night-out basis to do that. And as I have said, and will repeat again, they have zero championship hope left, despite some delusional green teamers in Boston believing otherwise. This team ain't magically going to press a button and be what we all thought they were going to be with 22 games left in the season. And even if they do improve to some extent, their problem is they've been passed. They will not touch the Toronto Raptors. They will not touch the Milwaukee Bucks. Especially the Bucks. It's done. It's over for Boston in terms of championship hopes. And um, yeah, these comments from Kyrie Irving just kind of solidify that for me. Now let's switch to football here with three minutes on the clock. And, uh, you know, Robert Kraft, this happened over the weekend, literally happened moments after I got done recording the Sports Nick show on Friday. Uh, Robert Kraft is charged with two counts of soliciting prostitution. And the question I want to ask here is the question I asked on today's show. Should and will the NFL punish Robert Kraft. To me, there's zero debate about this. They should. And quite frankly, I really have no interest in even discuss or discussing or even listening to the other side of the opinion on this. And usually, you want to bring up another side of opinion with me? Go ahead. This, zero interest. Zero. You are talking about a man who was involved and is part of and got caught in an investigation that uncovered human trafficking. And this man had any business being where he was? Of course not. And the fact that he did got him exposed. It got him absolutely, completely, and utterly embarrassed. And he deserves it. Every single part of it. And quite frankly, to anybody who's joking about this or giving him a defense for this, you can get the hell off of this podcast. I have no interest in talking to you. Just don't. And the reality is, the NFL actually probably will punish him to some extent. The extent to that punishment probably won't match the crime, but it will most likely 
And I say most likely because despite the NFL having precedent of, you know, <laughs> punishing their owners for things like this, including Jim Mersey back in 2014, who was suspended six games, fined $500,000 for violating the league's personal conduct policy when he had a ton of drugs while driving on him. Despite there being precedent like that, I think two things. One, Kraft is one of, if not the most powerful owner in the NFL. And I'll remind you, Roger Goodell would have to hand this punishment down, and Roger Goodell is employed by the owners. And while I would like to think the other 31 owners would hold his feet to the fire and say he does need to be punished, if there's anybody who wouldn't do that in a situation, it'd be a group mostly of rich white men who are in very similar situations to Robert Kraft. And oh yeah, by the way, the NFL's waiting again on this, just like they do with every situation like this. They wait to see the public reaction, they wait for it to cool down, they wait to, for there to be possibly video release, which could happen in this situation as well. It is uh, another very typical situation in the NFL that's being very typically handled, and I'm optimistic and hope the punishment eventually comes, and I think it will, but uh, because of the reasons I just described, um, I'm not so sure, as maybe I should be. Now, two minutes on the clock for Antonio Brown and the Pittsburgh Steelers, who it's being reported by ESPN. They do not want to trade him anywhere in the AFC or, most specifically, in their division into the New England Patriots. This, folks, when I heard this, I literally started laughing out loud. I mean, this is the most Pittsburgh Steelers thing ever. It is, it is the most on-brand Pittsburgh Steelers thing ever to dictate a major decision in your most recent franchise history on emotion instead of reality. This is like that five-year-old, you know, game that they play. If I can't have my toy, oh, then my biggest enemies aren't going to have it. If I can't play with them, you can't play with them. You can't have them. Despite the Patriots, possibly if they do want Antonio Brown, which there are reports that they went over after Odell Beckham last offseason, they could go after Antonio Brown and try and go all in on this season again. Despite them having 12 freaking draft picks in this year's draft and possibly one of the best offers in the NFL if they are interested, they're not going to do it. Because the Patriots beat us, we don't want to help them. Like... My lord. And by the way, they're not the only team to do this. They're not. There's other teams around this very league that have very similar thinking. We're not going to trade or help out our rivals even if it helps us out more. Which is an asinine line of thinking. I know the Pittsburgh Steelers GM also came out this week and say three teams have touched base. Like that's a good thing. And you know, maybe the market isn't as hot as some people expected. Well, maybe part of the reason is because you've essentially told people you're not going to trade him within your division, you're not going to trade him to the Patriots, and you really don't want to trade him in the AFC at all. Which, uh, oh yeah, limits your market by half. But, am I really surprised? No, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now let's wrap things up here with two minutes on the clock for Major League Baseball, who is implementing a pitch clock, a 20-second pitch clock in spring training. The owners want to get it implemented as soon as this year. And of course, in the most predictable fashion ever, this has players already speaking out about this, most namely Max Scherzer, who said, quote, having a pitch clock, that's messing with the fabric of the game. There's no clock in baseball, end quote. 
This is driving me crazy because the MLB owners who I did not know if I would live to see the day they would do this want to make what's actually for them a pretty big step in the right direction. They actually want to do this this season. And now the MLB Players Association and their players don't want it? Because what? You need more than 20 seconds to adjust yourself, to adjust, adjust the call, to get the right grip on the baseball. And it, Come on. Come on. This would actually be a big legitimate step for baseball. Again, they don't make big changes to their game. It's one of the reasons they're now struggling among the millennial group among viewers. But this would be a step in the right direction. You're talking about in 2015, the minor leagues did this in a decreased game time by 12 minutes per game. This would actually have a real and legitimate impact. And make the game more interesting, by the way, because if a 20-second violation is called on either side for the offensive player or for the pitcher... There's then a ball or a strike. It makes it more interesting. It makes it faster. The whole thing makes sense. But because the whole thing makes sense, of course, one of the sides among baseball people are not going to want it. And in this case, it seems to be the players. Now, on that note, that is the podcast. Earlier today, the Sports and Nick show released, as always, on sportsandnick.com and the YouTube channel. I'm just going to remind people, you can follow me on Instagram at nick.friend24. There is some exclusive content there, specifically from over the weekend. That was fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, earlier today, Sports and Nick show. Tomorrow, another Sports and Nick show and podcast. I will catch you then. Everyone have a good night, and I'll catch you tomorrow.